Why are so few singers protesting Hamas? Five for Fighting's John Andrasik has an answer. Talk to some managers and folks, and, and I have, and you know, there's certain iconic artists that in other times would be writing these songs. I'm like, where are they? And they say, well, you know, they're scared. They're scared for their families. They're scared that their concerts will be protested. But those are the same arguments people used in 1938. Hear more on the Hollywood in Toto podcast, The Right Take on Entertainment. Find it on iTunes or your favorite audio platform. Zach Abraham joins us. Chief Investment Officer, Boer Capital Management. We've got a lot to talk about. I'm curious what he thinks is the big story. Uh, a couple things that are on my mind. I love that J.D. Vance uh, has discussed what mass migration or immigration, which by which I think he means illegal immigration, since that's going to overtake official migration and then some, what it's doing to the housing markets. I want to focus on, you know, one of the one of the under-discussed components of the housing crisis in our country today, and that is its connection to, to mass illegal immigration. Um, and just to sort of put a fine point and explain why I'm, where I'm coming from on that and why I'm raising this issue is, I, I think that a lot of our friends on the other side of the aisle have convinced themselves that lax immigration is somehow a compassionate thing to do. And it's not. Because if you sink the light vote, the lifeboat, and America has been a lifeboat, 5% of this world's population, we've taken in at least 20% of the world's displaced peoples. And that's, that's an official number. It may well be 30 to 35%. You're going to sink the lifeboat. I'm curious what Zach says about housing costs connected to this. Democrats, attorneys general have also decided to attack housing, but from a different angle. They want the Consumer Product Safety Commission to invent for itself the right to ban your gas stove because of all these injuries and deaths and murders and, and, and BIPOC kids dying from gas stoves, your gas stove. Your gas stove is killing BIPOC kids. Like your AR-15 and your gun safe is shooting up schools. It's not a mistake that they want to turn our country backwards in terms of energy. We don't have an electrical grid that can withstand this. And it's not a mistake that electricity is more easily turned off. And it is easier for them to price it with blackmail level pricing. We'll talk about that, or at least hope Zach will engage me on that. Then, the Republicans have all the evidence that you would ever need to show what we've always known about the Biden crime family, at least since the Peter Schweitzer series came out. It has received these bank records pursuant to four subpoenas I've issued to different banks. These were targeted and specific subpoenas, and each was different based on the information we believed the banks possessed. Every one of those subpoenas returned valuable information that had been unreported and that contributed to this committee's understanding of how the Bidens conducted their businesses. And the upshot of all of this is 10 million bucks to the Biden crime family, their associates and their companies received from foreign nationals and their companies. Most of this, if not all of it, is unregistered lobbying. It's a great big federal crime. So what now? What do the Republicans do now? And what would this mean in the world of big business if you were taking side, side hustles of that size from, let's say, your competitor, if you're working at Microsoft and taking side hustle money from Google? I know what it would mean. I mean, a lawsuit... Well, and probably criminal charges. We'll talk about all that with a friend of ours, Chief Investment Officer, Bulwark Capital Management, Zach Abraham, with the help of Texas Superfoods at texassuperfoods.com. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile. Todd Herman. 
Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Always good to have wise counsel on days like today. Doesn't get wiser than this. Zach Abraham, my brother, welcome back to the Todd Herman Show. Oh, man, that's an unfair intro, but I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I do think you're wise, but uh, wisdom is at a pretty low bar these days. Given what's going on in the country, I played uh, part of the sound of Senator J.D. Vance uh, making a great point about the Democrats with the unfettered immigration. I don't know. I'm sitting at home as you and I are recording this. I'm watching a gun battle on our southern border with the apparently looks like the Mexican army chasing civilians who are trying to stop people from overflowing our border. And Zach literally shooting guns. And it sounds like automatic fire on our border as Americans shelter laying down on the freeway, stop their trucks laying down. I'm watching that, and there are 700,000 people crouching in the border, ready to come across. A reporter asked the figurehead Biden about this. Hey, are, do you have any plans for this? Uh, it takes a long time to set up plans, uh, consulates in other countries. and um, So he's obviously, they don't care. And then there's footage of people from Guatemala being put on airplanes to be flown to Miami. And reporters asking, so did you know you're going to Miami? No, we don't care. You know, we're just in the United States. And so J.D. Vance makes a great point. And he says this to the Democrats and to, I I guess, by extension, Mitch McConnell, because he wants open borders. What do you think this does to housing costs in the country? You're going to bring in 700,000 people a month? What do you think this does to housing costs in the country? And he's saying, hey, you think you're compassionate. Explain it to me. You want lower housing costs, but you want to destroy the supply. This this goes back to um and it really is remarkable. I I I hate sound like a broken record, but what you and I have been talking about, like this inexplicable belief all of a sudden in the culture and in the government. Hey, it's human condition. So it's always it's always exists to an extent. I just I don't personally remember it being anywhere this prevalent of this belief that there are costless decisions, right? Yep. Where Everything should be, I mean, it is, every adult understands that every decision we make in our personal lives, financial lives, marriage, children, whatever, everything is a cost benefit analysis. That's the way decisions work, right? Right. Every decision has a cost. And if you don't think it does, you need to hold off making your decision because you haven't studied the intricacies of, of the options well enough. There's always a cost. And if you don't see it, you're, you're getting worked, right? Right. Um, this is a classic example and he's a hundred percent correct. What, what does letting immigrants into the country? Now we're a country built on immigration and I think we should have a streamlined immigration policy. I think for people that are productive, that want to come to our country for the same reasons, everybody's come to our country. I want to get them in here quicker, right? I'm all legally. But when you're allowing people like that to usurp the legal process, flow in here unregulated in an unfettered fashion, it is 100% inflationary. Why do you think governments start panicking when their birth rates go negative? Right. Because there goes the economy, right? One of the reasons you see Russia invading Ukraine is because one of the biggest reasons in our belief is their demographic picture, meaning if they don't do something to stimulate their birth rate or increase their population, Russia isn't going to exist by the year 2050, right? That's how inverted their birth curve is. Right. So, you know, not- but, but, but in our country, we're inverting our birth curve in every possible way with abortion. Uh, and they want more of it. They, they simply don't feel like they have enough of it now. So they seek more of it. Uh, so there's that. And then um, transing kids and making them infertile. And that, well, yeah. that destroys the birth rate. Oh, yeah. But so now we're just going to we're going to we're going to quote unquote fix that problem by opening our borders and allowing anybody and their mother to move in here, which which Vanth points out, it's 100 percent inflationary, meaning those people have to come in and live somewhere. They got to rent. They got to buy food. They got to buy clothes. It's 100 percent inflationary. And it's, the, the you know, you look at and and this is where. A complete lack of principles, in my opinion, um, can be put at the center of what the what what ails this country. Meaning, you know, one of the beautiful things about principles, you know, I we talk about it at Bulwark all the time. You know, what is the pre, what is the principle? <laughs> 
kind of getting wordy here, but what is the principal principle that we uphold? You know, is risk management, right? Preventing the catastrophic loss, right? Making sure that our clients are never debit. And, and that principle guides so much of what we do, right? Meaning right. we get down to looking at this, looking at that. We run it through our principle. Our principles tell us, okay, we're going to go this way. Um, <clears throat> I think what you're watching is just evidence of a non-principled government of any, there, there are no principles, meaning, you know, what is our definition of compassion? Well, if you run a government, that it should be like a mushroom cloud, right? Or, or like a wake, it should spread out. Meaning first thing we take care of are our citizens. Next, we can start worrying about the rest of the world, right? Well, I mean, they've got everything flipped upside down. They don't know whether their job is to preserve people's right to steal from department stores in downtown Seattle right. or take over city blocks or burn, you know, cities down. Or I mean, you know, there, there's... He's, but he's 100% right. I mean, everything they're doing on the border is 100% inflationary, especially as it relates to housing and food. Yeah, yeah. And there's and, and it's so fascinating to watch and scary to watch um, as I see, you know, I'm watching this gun battle and I've seen now footage time and again of it. So it's not just one source and it, it really appears to be this. And at the same time, um, Greg Abbott has sent down the, the Texas National Guard to guard the border. And in this kind of parallel economy style thing, you've got people showing up, you've got civilians showing up uh, to guard the border, you know, and it's we talk about parallel economies now we have sort of a um, you know a, a a parallel uh almost law enforcement agency you know as we're chatting here zach it occurs to me that in a way you guys are parallel you're, you're a parallel economy company you are I, I mean in a way see here's what i mean what we're talking about with Zach and his company, Bulwark Capital Management, um, is a parallel way of thinking about the economy. It's a truthful way of communicating about the economy and how the economy works and how it's been set up to work. And Bulwark Capital Management is that sort of parallel economy company. There is an original parallel economy company that came along before that phrase became coolized and, um, and, and active, and that's Patriot Mobile. They are perhaps the original parallel economy company operating on the right. There were parallel economies on the left, and some of them have been successful. We need to make sure that we make ours successful. And PatriotMobile.com slash Herman is one way to do that. You could today... Right now, in fact, you could go to patriotmobile.com slash Herman and get activated for free on the only Christian conservative cell phone company that quick. And they make it easy. Okay, their customer service team is 100% based in the United States of America, and they make the service excellent. They give you a coverage guarantee. If you're not happy with the coverage you get, they'll switch you to one of the other networks. Which ones? They get to use the infrastructure of the three major networks. That's what they get to do at PatriotMobile.com slash Herman. It's not a partnership, it's usage. And you can take part of your bill and fund conservative candidates and causes, knowing that you're working with a company, PatriotMobile.com slash Herman, that supports the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, the First Amendment, because, you know, free speech, that's a conservative thing. Liberals have made that very, very clear. And PatriotMobile.com slash Herman is on the on the best 4G and 5G networks. And they've got business plans for entire businesses to switch all the way down to individuals. If you're a first responder or a veteran, they have very special, very special packages for you. Call the U.S.-based customer service team for Patriot Mobile at 878-PATRIOT or make it easy on yourself, easier, and just go to patriotmobile.com slash Herman. Free activation today with use offer code Herman, and you get the knowledge and the thrill of standing with companies that stand with us.
It's funny, you know, Zach uh, is talking about parallel economies, and I sort of think of you guys as, I mean, you, you're a very well-established firm at Bulwark, obviously, and a lot of hard work went into that, but you're sort of parallel because of the topics you'll cover. And I, it, it drives me crazy because these big companies, like I used to be with Fidelity and stuff, they never sent me out anything saying, hey, we're in peril. <laughs> like, there's not, everything is sunshine and roses. And now I'm looking at the state AGs, who are Democrats, they want to ban the gas stoves that are in our house now. And they're saying the Consumer uh, Safety Bureau um, has the, they've invented for them the constitutional authority to ban this. I mean, I know that you haven't researched this because I'm just tossing this out there, but what the heck would be the cost financially if the government said no more gas stoves, everybody switches to electric? I, 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 I couldn't even fathom the cost. Yeah, it'd be ridiculous. Are they, are they saying that they, I'm, I'm assuming it would be a grandfathered type deal, right? You, you couldn't sell them anymore. You couldn't make them and sell them, I would assume. I mean, they couldn't go door to door and make sure everybody replaced them. Well, gosh, one would hope that would be the case. One would Oh, yeah. They, no, the, co- the, co- the, the, the here's the other, in my opinion, the more pressing, the, the more pressing one. Why? In what way? Yeah, and you're saying, why do this? Why, why? Yeah, that's the answer you've gotten. Why? No, you know what they're saying? Honestly, and as a father of BIPOX, you should know this. Oh, there you, I should. No, you're it's right. killing the BIPOX. Yeah, no, I yeah, the BIPOX. <laughs> that's true. No, this is the excuse. The gas stove in your house in Western Washington is giving BIPOC kids in Harlem, it's giving them asthma. It's a, they've made it a life and death situation, natural gas, because they uh, leak, the stoves leak. I, I would bet you this. <clears throat> I bet if we looked at the aggregate of low-income housing across this country, I bet you as a percentage, there are far less gas-burning stoves than there are electric. I, 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 I could be wrong. I'd be shocked if I was. Right. I will bet you, and and this isn't, that's what I'm saying. The, the, this isn't, this is a classic look over here. The, they have decided, I wonder where they come up with this stuff. They, this is just another advancement of their climate idiocy. No, but you see, this is playing into, right into where I think this conversation flows by, by virtue of what the figureheads, what we've discovered about the figureheads family this week. Because what you just said is exactly where this goes to me. And let me tell you what I mean is that we've now have bank records and, and thanks to the Republican uh, oversight committee for getting this, honestly, they did something. We have the 20 shell LLCs. So you and I would consider them passer entities. All they exist to do is cash checks, take cash from one party and give it to another party laundered. And you don't have, I've got like four, four, 15 of those. You don't have, have <laughs> you know, I have LLCs, but they actually have products and services attached to them. Oh, of course. I'm joking. Who's right. just got 20 LLCs lying around? Well, there, there's nothing untoward being done. I will tell you who I know. Uh, I happen to know a guy who's a sweet guy. He is a wonderful friend. I, I miss him. I don't, I haven't talked to him in too long a time. He was one of the world's most successful so-called patent trolls, which I've come to think of now as defending individual inventors. That man could stand up an LLC in about three hours with international bank accounts. And it's an LLC owned by a trust that's held under an umbrella trust. Nobody could get footprint on him. No one could get fingerprints on him. So good at it. That's who someone who knows that Google's going to sue him or Sony's going to sue him or Apple's going to sue him. Okay. But you, okay. Okay. But you and I are sitting here on a radio show where we have access to way more of these kinds of people than, than the average human being does, right? right? Just like by definition of net worth and things like this. Between the two of us, we know one guy that sets up that many LLCs. My whole point is saying, you show me a politician that's got LLCs right. on the side, I'll show you a guy who's doing some stuff he shouldn't be doing. Right, well, period. and think about my friend. The reason he did that is, is so that they couldn't sue him because right. when, you reach, when you have successfully reached into the pockets of Google and taken from them half a billion bucks, 
They're, You're on a list. You are on a list. Yeah. And they're going to want to get at you and find out who you are, right? Because they're going to want to go at your house and your possessions. So he did that purposely and wisely so that they could never get fingerprints on him. And that's what the Biden clan did. Now, and the point of fact, my friend was actually representing individual inventors who were legitimately had their, they spent the money and the time to get something patented and Google was stealing it. He was, he was legitimately defending them. I've come to, you know, that whole patent troll thing. That was something big companies made up, but he was doing it to, as a defensive measure. So the Biden's family was doing this and Zach, apparently it extends down to grandkids grandkids are picking up wires from Russia. And you know, they're taking their 10% before the 10% rolls back up to the big guy. And here's, and the Biden people have shifted. It's gone from, oh, that's that conspiracy theory. Uh, it's the Russians invented, my son was the czar of Russia. And when he killed the Ukrainian gypsies, that's when this all started because they were cross-dressers before we understood that people are born that way, transvestites and uh, with the ice cream. But well, that, that's, you, it's, it's propo. And he, it, but now, you know what the excuse is? To be, to be fair, though, that is how Bo died. He died in a dog, <laughs> dog fight over Ukraine. That's true. That's this true. Is, this, is, this, is, yeah, this is recorded this, fact. That's documented history. He was yeah. shooting down airplanes as an ace. So yep. now it's shifted to, well, you can't name one policy, one Biden policy to identify corruption. A fat. You can shut up, fat. You can't <laughs> notice he didn't come out and say, I have not taken any illegal foreign money. Oh, here he is saying he that. Say that. Oh, he was. But now it shifted. OK, so I took the illegal money fat, but I I didn't I didn't do anything with it. So let's see if you and I together. Let's see if you and I got together. Um, I'm going to give you some things to consider. And I'm giving you a heads up. Let's you and I together see if we could find any policies that are the least bit fishy. And that, that don't seem to be something that have America's best interest at heart and might well, in fact, uh, that, $70 billion to Ukraine. <laughs> I mean, OK, that's what you're, you're getting ahead of me. So we'll, we'll get you took the easy one. We'll get to some others as I give uh, the uh, podcast family some things to consider as well. We are people who prepare, right? We see what's coming and it's wisdom to prepare. God tells us that the wise see a storm coming and the wise prepare. We build our houses on solid rock foundation. Make sure that you and your home have built on a solid foundation and being able to handle the worst that comes your way. Get to fourpatriots.com slash Todd. Check out what they've done with the Patriot Power Generator 2000X. This now has 12 AC outlets, two USB 2 connections, which charge devices twice as fast. It has two times the peak power of the other solar generators, and it's still a bug out kit dream. You can pick this thing up and take it with you in a, you know, maybe a minute's notice, not even that, 30 seconds. But here's what they've done now. 4Patriots.com slash Todd will give you the solar panels for free so you can run medical devices, refrigerators, freezers, etc. in your home, your computers. And if God forbid you have to bug out, you take it with you. Even if it's just because there's a flood or something like that, you'll want power with you. Go to 4Patriots.com slash Todd. Remember, you get free shipping on orders over 97 bucks. Plus, you get peace of mind and the ability to help a neighbor because we all want to be able to do that. 4Patriots.com slash Todd. Coming up, um, I haven't told you this yet, Zach, but we have set up a website to help our friend. You met my friend, Tim Cruikshank, the Navy SEAL, um, Bonefrog Coffee, uh, and we've been praying for his wife. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wait, I was down at the event, the chicks on the right. So we do it. I do an appearance on their show every once in a while yeah. or every, every other week. Yeah. Um, they're Bonefrog fans too. I was down there. They were plugging Bonefrog Coffee and I perked up and I went, holy smoke. Got, <laughs> this is the Bonefrog family. Now. Yeah. Well, then the chicks are on my radio network. Um, oh, that's right. It's that's Radio right. America. So actually uh, I get a, I get a piece of that. Oh, there you go. Um, so uh, we set something up because um, we'll get back to this Biden discussion. I want to give you guys this. Um, if you heard the episode that dropped on Wednesday, um, hour one, Tim Cruikshank came on. I begged him and begged him to come on. Um, Zach, I don't think you know this, but Liz, his wife, uh, her cancer has spread throughout her body. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And and she is battling it. She refuses to die. I'm just, nope, not going to die. And, you know, Tim, he's a Navy SEAL. And th there was a doctor who told him, you need to surrender. 
Now, I don't know about mm. you. I probably would never say that to a guy's like, I need to what? What? I no. can't. What's that word? Um, he has found some treatment that Liz needs and his insurance company, they're not going to pay for it because it's not big insurance lobby. It's not, you know, it's, it's not the mobbed up stuff. We set up the toddhermanshow.com slash help Tim. And there's a fundraiser. I am asking you to give money to this, uh, the podcast family. Um, they're trying to get to 128,000 bucks. And I think they were at 35 when we started this. Um, Todd Herman Show is in as of now for a thousand bucks to try to move this forward. It's thetoddhermanshow.com, help Tim. And he is the CEO of Bonefrog, which is a startup, but he also wants to stress um, th- they're not unique in this. And you know, the thing, Zach, is he's, he would not let, he would not ask for money. And I had to beg him three or four times to come on this program and let us help him. Hey, let, let's, I'd be down to, can we set up like a special, can we do like a deal where we set it, can we, can we set up one for, for your listening audience and whatever they put in, I'll match dollar for dollar bulwark will match it up to like 10 grand or something like that. Lord God, you really want to do that? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So let's do it. All right. Here's what it is. Uh, as a result of this episode, okay. Um, go to the Todd Herman show.com slash help Tim. I'm already in for a grand, so that puts Zach in for a grand. So that's two grand. Um, if we get ten thousand, Zach's going to match that ten thousand. Yep. Bulwark Capital Manager is going to help that. All right. So that's what it is. It's the ToddHermanShow.com. Help Tim. Thanks for that. Um, yeah. No. Keep me updated on that too, because we'll, we'll I, I, I'm going to put in more than the thousand anyway. But yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I've. Yeah, let's let's see how much we can get together, man. I used, they're great people, great okay. people. And you saw yeah. him when he prayed at our event, and how much that meant to him, and how he prayed to the Holy Spirit. All right, so you came up with the easy one. Um, the, the, you can't find any policies uh, that would have been that would have been the result of uh, of bribery, Jack Fat. And I, I mean, we, we we've sent seventy billion dollars to a completely fractured system that has no oversight whatsoever. And I'm sure none of that has circled back into the family coffers. No, no. And not, not you know, obviously, given that, um, that that Hunter Biden provided the valuable service of consulting on how to set up biolabs in Ukraine, because it ain't no one knows biology like Hunter Biden, because he's got the STDs. And when you've got the STDs. And but what is Biden's net worth? What, what, what is Biden's net worth? Is it 20, 20, oh, 20? Hunter Biden? I just read that his net worth is, t- uh, no, but Hunter's is 20. Uh, I just read from um, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and others from IRS data. His net worth is apparently uh, like $23 billion and he won't pay child support. Million, $23 million. That's Hunter. Oh, 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 yeah. oh. Figurehead Biden, I think his net worth is about $200 million. Okay, so here, here, here's what I'm telling you. I, so I manage money for a living. Yeah. I'm pretty good at understanding the way money grows. Yeah. Um, you cannot make $180,000 for 40 years and have a $100 million net worth. Can't you do can't it. do it. It's not possible. It's mathematically not possible. Even if you hit like every you, ace, every home run in finance, you couldn't do that. If you invested all of your money in Berkshire Hathaway the entire time, you would not have over $100 million. Wait it's a not minute. possible. So There's say this again. Let me understand this again. If you're earning 180 grand your whole adult life, starting at 18, and you never, ever take any money out, it goes straight into Berkshire Hathaway this entire well, time. Well, yeah, because you got to pull out living expenses and taxes, right? Right. 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 All right, so you yeah, so let's you pull out. Let's say you're saving twenty five percent of that. Okay, so you're putting twenty five percent of one hundred eighty grand away your whole life in Berkshire Hathaway, which has done really well. You're mm-hmm. still saying you're not at a hundred million bucks. Not even close. Not even close. You're not even fifty. You're at fifty million. No, no. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, because you're talking about like so. Let's say in DC, he's putting yeah. away twenty five percent of his income. Okay, so you're talking about forty grand a year. Okay, so. That's 400 grand for 10 years. That's $4 million over 40 years. Let's say you're getting an average 10% annual growth rate. Berkshire probably averaged, let's say Berkshire over that period of time averaged 20. Uh, Yeah, so maybe maybe 20%. Yeah, maybe you're, I'd have to run it, but so you're going to double every, so eight, 16, uh, 32. Yeah, no, you'd be probably right around 50. Wow. If, if, if 25%, 180 grand the entire time. Now, uh, Congress wasn't paying 180 grand a year back in the 60s when Biden got into office. Right. 
Okay, so you'd have to go in there and factor that. What I'm just telling you, though, is there is it's not possible. And that's what is so screamingly frustrating to me is that when you see Harry Reeds of the world, loves to tell you about how he grew up poor in flashlight Nevada. Right. Right. And he's worth a hundred million. You sit there and go, "You're fraudulent. You're 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 a walking, breathing crime syndicate." Right. It's it's the only way you get there. Right. And then he gets beat up, and he comes in and says he got into a fight with a uh, band-based uh, exercise device, whatever that's called. Remember that? Uh, yeah, this should be outlawed. So what happened was his Shylock got ticked. That's what happened. That's exactly what happened. Was there was the the land trade with his kid and the Chinese Communist Party. Um, in Nevada, and someone went and said, "Hey, why don't we slap you around for just a little bit? Then you can go say it's a Bowflex problem." Because yeah, yeah. you can tell he's a lifter, Harry Reid. Here's, oh, an- he's, here, yeah. here's another one: global minimum tax. Okay, so they're attacking natural gas. Let's see who wants that. Eastern Bloc countries, endless money to Ukraine. Eastern Bloc. Um, he's taking money from Romania. Um, we've got this: the the global minimum tax. Now, I could see that being ideological. Okay, we want this ideology. But this, this means that any form of efficiency, any form of efficiency in governance in, in countries is a non-entity. It doesn't matter. You could be as efficient as you want. You can be as reward-driven as you want. You can be as much of um, a society that rewards behavior um, as you want. It doesn't matter. Because we're still going to have the same minimum tax around the entire world. That doesn't benefit the United States of America. How does that policy benefit the United States of America? Right? It doesn't. Right. It doesn't. And, it doesn't or transing our kids. You know, it does explain, though. I, 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 will, I will hit something that this does explain, and it should exonerate Joe. P- people have made a lot about him being an absentee grandfather to Navy. Yeah. Now, Navy is the illegitimate child of Hunter, right? right? He has it. He has purposefully kept her name out of the spotlight because she is the proud owner of about 15 LLCs. <laughs> so he's just protecting right. privacy, right? right? And right. They are, those are strictly for college funding purposes right. for both her and her mom. Because if you didn't know this. There, you know, there, there are no people that are strippers. There's no hard luck story that makes you a stripper. Everybody is a stripper because they are financing their way through college. I don't know if you knew this. Well, that's a law. In fact, if you ever go to try to become a stripper and you are not in college and you don't prove it, they, they won't lay in. No, they won't lay in. No, no. So in honor of his, of his, of his, well, I don't know if you'd call it a, a, a daughter. Well, uh, it'd be a concubine-in-law, I guess, right. would be the the correct nomenclature for this. Yes. Um, he's just perpetuating that that whole educational goal that she had, which was why she was a stripper in the first place. <laughs> okay, right? It's well, just I, educationally I, driven. Is what is all it is. I am glad to have that straightened out, uh, and you you're go. always good at seeing the other side of things. And let me just bring into this because I was I was thinking about the the spiritual component to all this, and there's a very very simple very simple statement from the Bible in first Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. And nothing says that like DC. And we'll continue to discuss this with Zach Abraham. And if you've ever lived in DC, um, you know what I'm talking about. You know, these are people back there who they, they're, they're called and, and they're called to steward these jobs they've been given jobs of leadership that they've been granted they're called the steward debt and we see how they do with that yeah i've always considered the guy we're chatting with zach abraham to be a uh, steward not always nope it's not true after i met him and got to know him and understood the work he does steward of money and we are called to steward everything in our life nothing that we have really belongs to us it's it's all god's and we're called to steward the lives, obviously, for which we care. We might be caring for an older, um, you know, older relative, mom or dad, or a kid or adopted kid. And I do think that that extends to pets. Um, you know, we adopted this weird no-tail cat. And when we adopted her and brought her into the house, it's our responsibility to care for her and, and to steward her the best we can. I think we found a home for her, by the way. And our dog, is, is we adopted our dog, too. That's right, we did. Yeah, we adopted both of our dogs. Our little guy died um, last summer, 
And he died a good, dignified death. Very, very, almost, almost completely pain-free. A little bit of pain. But uh, I was there with him to tell him, good dog, good dog. And I actually feel good about how he left this world. Uh, our bigger dog, Luna, we don't want to lose her. I mean, eventually we will. But we do what we can to steward her. That involves play and enrichment, uh, enrichment and petting and talking and growing to understand her. And of late, it has involved rough greens. That's rough like a dog barking. Rough, rough, R-U-F-F greens dot com slash Todd. And this is not a dog food. Okay, the dog food that we provide, even, you know, the best dog owners, all that dry dog food is, is think of it as whey protein. Basically, I mean, I'm not saying it's whey, but think of it that way, that dry powder. It's dead. I mean, it has protein, but it can't feed the cells the live nutrition that our dogs need. Rough Greens is a nutritional supplement to help bring that food back to life. It contains essential vitamins and minerals and antioxidants, tons of them, omega oils, digestive enzymes, probiotics. And what this does is the visible signs can help with hyperactivity and achy joints and itching and scratching. The things that we don't see on the inside are the help for our dogs, brains and joints and heart and immune function. This was all invented at the request of dog owners by Dr. Dennis Black, who's a naturopathic MD. And he invented another product that we take called Texas Superfoods. This is the version for dogs. It's different because dogs are different. And he partnered with a naturopathic vet to make sure the proportions are right. Dr. Black is so confident that this will help your dog and that you'll feel good about it that he's offering a free jumpstart trial bag so you can try it. All you need to do is cover shipping. That's it. So just go to roughgreens.com slash Todd or call 877-MY-DOG-64. Roughgreens.com slash Todd or call 877-MY-DOG-64. That reads out as 877-693-6464. Um, I thought I was going to read it out nice and easy. Uh, sometimes when you get into uh, this far into a show, the mind starts to go a little bit. It's, 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 it happens. You know, I am 78 years old. Fat! That was just the, that's one of the best Biden moments in, in, um, in all of history. So let me um, also bring this into the discussion, Zach. Um, when they say there's no policy we can point to um, that would be the result of corruption, let me just ask this uh, because I don't know. And then I want to get into this, this, the continuing drama of Bud Light and what it's done to Anheuser-Busch. If you were taken in front of the Securities and Exchange Commission, okay, and let's say, no, let's not use you because you would never do this, but let's say, Okay, let's say I have an investment firm. So my investment firm is called Lucky You. And so people come to me and I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fiduciary. And so they're investing with me. And the SEC came along and they looked at me or whatever the governing body would be. And they'd say, hey, what are these 20 LLCs? Oh, yeah, those, uh, this one takes money from Romania and this one from Czechoslovakia and this one from China. And, and why? Well, there's some things they like me to put my clients into. Well, like what? Well, they're currency and some companies. So do you inform your clients? No, I don't think it's their business. These are separate LLCs. <laughs> these are, these are the, you can see these are completely separate LLCs. Plus, I don't even own these. If you look at the small print, my daughter owns this. And who's Luna? My dog. My dog owns a couple of the LLCs. What happens to me? Oh, what, I, funny enough, I just went through this over one LLC. Really? Okay, so, oh, yeah. So... Uh, funny if you're not me yeah. but funny story <laughs> so um we have a small our list our clients i know several of our clients listen to the show and so they'll know immediately what i'm talking about but we set up a small llc a, a basically a private equity fund we ran across a really <clears throat> really attractive um audio technology company based uh, north of seattle um Really, it's one of the cool things about Seattle that, you know, you and I both bag on it for all the right reasons, but I don't think people will ever, um, and it's one of the sad things you see happening in this area is for being such a relatively small area and thinly populated, so much innovation has come out of this area. It's yeah. really remarkable, right? Yeah. Now, the governor up here is doing everything he can to squash that, but right. um, anyway, so fascinating little company. We set up a little LLC. We manage about 700 million bucks and we've put about $5.2 million of client money. So it's a very small investment for us. Um, <clears throat> and um, now 
in the background over the last year, another firm that was set up similarly to us, they're a little bit bigger. They were on the East Coast. And funny enough, um, we actually knew, we knew the same person. So my guy that handles um, all of our insurance stuff for our clients, they're a firm based out of Phoenix. They're partners of ours. This guy was also one of his clients too. Okay, so this guy that had an RIA on the East Coast in Carolina, and he had about a billion dollar RIA and similar deal. He set up a private equity fund, but it, but he funded it with about $115 million of client money. Now, the difference between his fund and ours is his was a Ponzi scheme. Oh, so, no. Yeah. So out of that $115 million, he bought a big boat, like a 150-foot oh, yacht. Oh, no. Minor league baseball team. Oh, Okay, so they see this RIA with this private equity setup, and they bust him, guys getting in trouble. Well, they started scanning the system for other RIAs that had setups. So they came, they, so TD Ameritrade called us freaking out. We're going to refer this to the SEC, blah, blah, blah. And I went, whoa, 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 whoa. Guys, two securities attorneys set this up. Banking records 100% right here. Like, here's the whole thing. Anyway, we got through it, but it ended up, it, it, it was like a two and a half month mess where, thank God, truthfully, that we had done everything the correct way because we had an answer for everything. And, right. and, and not, But that was one LLC, man. Just one with no evidence of impropriety, nothing other than a similarity with the way it looked. Had we had a string like that, Todd, I, I probably would have been taken off the air. They probably would have eliminated my ability to bring in new money until they had more of a smoking gun. And then they would have shut me down at least for a period of time. Yeah. And th that's managing a $700 million book of retail clients. We're talking about the president of the United States here. Right. 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 You can make a strong argument that those LLCs are a compromise to national security. Oh, it's not even a you don't 100 percent. Yeah, You don't even need to make the argument. The argument sits there in the person of Hunter Biden, who is on record. We have him setting up the meetings. We've got the 10 percent for the big guy. We've got Biden just before he got the bad dementia saying about the the the, um, you know, lead law enforcement attorney general in Ukraine of getting him to back off charges. Are you not yeah, getting your money, Jack? And getting them to back off. It's it's mob era stuff. I remember this. It was a friend of mine, and he did wrong. It's it was a bad thing, where he had set up some LLCs to leverage his property. So he owns he had a, a fair bit of property that they lived on, but he said, "Oh, I've got a tree farm, and uh, I've, I keep bees, and I've got." Um, a landscape business. And I've got, so what he was doing was he was to take care of his property. He would purchase landscape equipment and then it's this company. And then he'd write it off on the company and then, Oh yeah, we've, we, we raise bees. Well, sure. You have some honey for yourself and, and, and we have a tree farm. Well, yeah, except you don't really farm it. And I don't know how it happened, but the IRS came along and said, could you show us any attempt you've made to sell honey? Oh, we're not really good at selling. Yeah, but you've been taking a write-off for sales activities, sales expenses. Could you show us, say, a flyer to sell honey? And it all fell apart. There's no tree farm. There's no landscaping business. There's a backhoe he bought because he wanted to beautify his property. And he's now he's paying his kids fees. And, and he got popped. And I can't remember Render to Caesar what is Caesar's man. Right. And I think that they got uh, over a million dollars out of him in, in fines and everything. And here's, here's the thing that I don't know that people in DC understand when we see the proof of this, and this is everything they said, Donald Trump did, except Trump has hotels. He has a brand name. The Trump stake things didn't work. Trump university didn't work. Some casinos did magnificently, some didn't. Some hotels did well, some didn't. But they exist. You can go touch Trump Towers. And this is what they make of him, right? And, and, and Biden, and, and the media doesn't want to talk about this. Dude, not only that. Now, I've had even listeners on your show tweet me about they think that I'm not being fair to Donald Trump. So I like everybody knows that I'm not just a fanboy that passes. When you dig that deep on that dude 
And what they came up with was that business fraud thing that they like, it was so funny here in the mainstream media go nuts over this because when you see an industry, when you see a company that large get drilled, now I'm using their terminology, right? right? Drilled with a $1.8 million fine. That's the equivalent of them coming back and saying, we found nothing. They found a bookkeeping error. Right, say, right. Okay, it was a purposeful bookkeeping error that we paid this lady off. A bookkeeping error. No, it wasn't even that. What they were trying to get him to, because they can't even really say that that's illegal, right? The biggest thing that they had was the whole, uh, the, the, the way they framed it. You and I talked about it at one point, but I, I just laugh every time. There was tax fraud was the words they used because they had too many people called contractors. Okay, oh, well, that game. Yeah. Well, they, the people not reporting their tax has nothing to do with Trump. Like, <laughs> it's perfectly legal. All of the all of the employees at Bulwark, except Samel and I, my wife and I, are contract employees. It's 100%. Now, if those employees don't pay and we walk them through this and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But if they don't pay their taxes, that's on them. That doesn't come back on the company. Right. And there's no limit to the amount of contractors you can hire. It, the, the, but what my whole point was... You and I both know the amount of man hours and time that they dedicated trying to find slip ups on that guy. I was honestly surprised with a company his size that they didn't find more. Well, right. And, and, and I am, too, because there's been no one more scrutinized than Donald oh, Trump. Yeah, but remember this, even, the Clinton Foundation, um, they got found out. And I don't remember who got the information that they they were wrong on their taxes by tens and tens of millions of dollars. And then they come back, oh, we'll fix that later. Have some people yeah. take care of that. And they were okay. They Like 10 years later, they go back and amend the books. Oh, I forgot about that little thing in uh, Haiti. Right. Oh, it's it's so phenomenal. Hey, 50 million here, Vince Foster dead on a park bench. Right. You know, what, what is that between friends, right? right? And here's the thing about Vince Foster, you know, I mean, at least give him credit. The first shot that he put into his own head didn't work, so he shot himself again. At least he did it the right way. That's a terrible thing to say. Remember this as well, um, that the um, this is from Galatians chapter 6, verse 8. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. It is kind of related to that um, bad, uh, you know, bad company uh, corrupting good morals. And I've been, and I, you know this about me, Zach, you know, I have been a little bit obsessive of late about dropping this last, this last bit of fat. And I got down to 9.9%, um, just below 10. And I started to blue line a little bit, but along the way, I found another advantage to having dropped a bunch of body fat. Um, this latest rounds. Now, this is again, gosh, I, I get conflicted when we talk about this stuff um, because I, I am so aware because of how my dad felt about himself that when you talk about body fat, people can take it as an indictment of their person. I promise it's not. I was once um, about 180 pounds heavier with fat. I was a large sized man heavier with fat. And this latest round of fat loss was for purely athletic reasons to try to get down to this 10%. I was originally eight. I stopped. Eight was not going to do me well. I was, I was redlining and getting all sorts of glycogen depletion. So I stopped and I'm very, very happy at 9.9 to 10%. I feel good athletically. I learned this. We recently switched health insurance companies. And I just got an email from them. And it's one of the Christian healthcare sharing ministries. I won't say which one because they don't pay me to. But I recently got an email uh, to update health information. And I went in and did that. And when I updated the weight loss, this, this, this uh, little question box came down. And I guess they're concerned. Hey, maybe you got cancer or something. Why'd you drop all the weight? And I explained it. That qualifies me to do a special health screening to save money on, on this insurance. I also, and I looked into this then because when we got new life insurance and really we just, we got um, term. When I did that, I got my blood pressure taken, et cetera. They did that at my house on the day. I had to dig my truck out of the snow. And it was stuck, baby. I, I posted some pictures. It was sitting on top of it was sitting on top of one stump, and it had another stump behind the tires. It had slid in. It was so embarrassing in the front in the in the front of our house. 
It was so embarrassing. And so my heart rate was way up, but I did really well on that. I went and looked at that form. I can retake that test and get this nurse out and they'll come out for free. And I can save money on that. So if moving better, feeling better, sleeping better, uh, not becoming a diabetic, not, be, not getting heart disease, and, and I love my dad, I miss him every single day of my life, but not dying the way he did, if that's all not enough, what about the saving of money? Um, a few people are going to geek out like I do on this stuff. That's why there is Soda Weight Loss, S-O-T-A weightloss.com. That's Soda Weight Loss. It stands for State of the Art. And they are. They'll provide the food, the weigh-ins, the support, the knowledge. If there's a bump in the road, they'll help you through that. And I've heard from the doctor who started this place. They love this family because people are from this podcast family and Soda Weight Loss get along so well. That's SodaWeightLoss.com. Now we've talked about uh, losing fat. We could talk about beer. Uh, you know, one of the things that when people tell me, hey, is there a simple trick you'd give me to drop fat? I'll tell them, don't drink anything but water. If You know how many people can take off 20 pounds by, if you simply say to them, but, but milk, nope. Juice, absolutely not. Coffee, I'll give you a coffee in the morning. You have one coffee in the morning. No, nothing. Do not, never drink a calorie. If you never drink a calorie, there's a good number of Americans who will take off um, a 20 to 40 pounds, never doing that. Here's another one. Don't eat any white food or food that can be white. If you do that, you follow that rule. No white foods, no foods that can be white. Um, you'll take this off. So there's this diet beer, Bud Light. And I was looking at their numbers. And on the day that we're recording this, this... <laughs> This, this is a thing of beauty because this is a very effective boycott. And I got to give you an update on the boycott. So on um, March 31st, Anheuser-Busch, the parent company, had a $132.38 billion market cap. As of May 10th, uh, it was down to $122.79 billion last time I looked. So they've lost $10 billion in market value. And by the way, it's trending down again. And Zach, I was sharing this with you earlier. Now there are gay bars. <laughs> they are boycotting Bud Light. So they can't even now, they, they have to, now they're being put to a decision. Which side do you want to go try to appease now? Right? Hey, Neville Chamberlain, where are you going? It, isn't it... it I, I, isn't it so funny? I, the, um, you know, you can try to buck God's laws and he just laughs. Right. You know, you can't please everybody all the time. And by trying to, you're just going to tick everybody off. It, it, the lack of wisdom um, that you see in, in our political leaders and business leaders, uh, it's just astonishing. I will still continue to laugh. But like, I mean... <laughs> I, it would be like Wrangler coming out and doing a trans commercial, right? When their entire customer base are cowboys. But here's the thing. Other companies are still doing this. It, another, no, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a woman's clothing line just did it. They just had men traipsing around in wedding dresses and now they're getting they're getting destroyed in the marketplace. And I, my, my wife made a good point about this. My, and and she's not one that gets too caught. Like she can't stand what's going on culturally. You know, she's probably actually to the right of me, um, <laughs> which is saying something. Right. She she doesn't want any confused BIPOCs. Let's put it that way. Right. <laughs> yeah, she's hardcore. But uh, uh, she was just telling me, she's like, I, she goes, it's not a, she, she, she was, I can't remember what magazine it was, but she goes, it's not a, like an anti-trans thing. She goes, I'm sorry. But when she goes, I, I want to see clothes look good on somebody. Right. And she goes, she goes, so when I'm shopping for something and they've got some, you know, 280 pound lady, she's like, I'm not dogging the lady, but my body has nothing in common with her. I want to buy something that I think is going to look flattering and good. And she's like, it's just a turnoff. It's just, I, she's like, I don't understand business wise 
why these people are doing this. Um, it, it, look, it's the shakedown thing. Uh, they, it is. Here's the thing. The Human Rights Commission, or probably Human Rights Campaign out of San Francisco, they're, they're smart, scheming people. And Satan doesn't build. He can't create. He can only destroy. He can only mock. And these people are as spiritually captured a human being as, as you could ever possibly be. But they studied the uh, Jesse Jackson model. And, um, and in fact, let me say this second Peter chapter two, verse 19, they promised them freedom, the human rights campaign, but by them, but, but they themselves are slaves of corruption for whatever overcomes a person to that he's enslaved. These people are enslaved by their desire for transhumanism. I don't know if you heard about this. There's a baby that's been created with the DNA of three people. Everybody knows that's going to go well. Cause when you can do three, why not do five? Cause th- there can't be any problems. These are the sort of things these guys are pushing for. They studied the Rainbow Coalition. Have you ever looked into the shakedown that was Jesse Jackson? I, not in particular, but I mean, I just know the whole thing. I mean, that's what he was, his right. shakedown. I used to do a really good Jesse Jackson. I made up this quote. This is my Jackson quote. Hold on. Before you did, yeah. what did Rush call him? Well, uh, the Reverend. The Reverend. Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. God rest yeah. Rush. Uh, yeah. This was my Jesse Jackson quote. I wanted him to say this once. We've got to cauterize the wounds, not capsulize the cure. That's solid, isn't it? Right. Yeah, it is. That's, I think it that's is. a good line. So here's the way the shakedown worked. Is that the Rainbow Coalition would pick a town. They'd pick five companies. Reverend Jackson would go in and give some speeches about racial inequality and how things need to change. And they'd be located outside of these buildings. And he wouldn't name the companies yet. Things need to change. We need people to hire our people. Right now, we need jobs in this community. And I'm thinking of some very specific people who could hire our people. And he hasn't named the companies yet. But it's right outside. And then they ask for a meeting. And they go in and we've, resu- we've reviewed your executive board and your executive committee. Now, we know these things take time. And putting the bi- BIPOCs in place, that takes that. They didn't say BIPOCs then. African-Americans in place. We know that takes time. So we're, before we issue our report, we want to give you an opportunity to take a positive step forward by funding the Rainbow Coalition. And so how much is this going to cost us? $300 million. Okay, make it 150 150 and a ride to the airport with a double cheeseburger. Single cheeseburger with bacon. Done and done. Done. So the human rights campaign, the way I understand the swindle, and this is from media reports and the Federalists and others, is they show up at companies. Hey, we've got our um, consumer equity index in the preliminary reports done, and you have an F. And would you like an opportunity to do the right thing? If so, meet Dylan Mulvaney. <laughs> What would you say if someone came to your company and they walked and knocked in the door and, and started that rap with you? Well, I, I mean, I'm probably not the best proxy, right? But, uh, you know, I would say, I mean, I would be pumped. I, I would be like, Hey, let's get it on. <laughs> I'm going to go put a lawn chair out front. I want to see how many protesters you can get here. Yeah. I'd come out a couple times a day and wave to everybody. I might even order pizza for them. <laughs> I, but you know, I'm a smaller company, so that's obviously I, I, but I look at that stuff. I, it amazes me every time people fall for this. If I was the CEO for a big company, I would immediately call for a press conference and I would go and tell exactly on live air what I was just threatened by. And I would say, no, we're not doing this. I don't give a damn what you think. Pardon my language, but I would use that in that situation. Coercion and and that that's coercion by any other yeah. it's blackmail and coercion, period. And I think these guys that bow to it are they deserve every cent that is coming their I mean, not every every hardship that's coming their way. Because I think and here's the other thing. I don't even think they'd he I don't even think it'd be standing on your principles. I think by doing that. I mean, if I saw one of those guys do it, I'd probably run over to his, their restaurant or their chain store today and go buy something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I, I just sit there and I go, you guys are idiots. You guys are just sitting there taking this coercion and you're taking the blackmail rather than standing up and going, no, you go coerce somebody else. I'm not giving $150 million to your coalition. I'm not doing any of this. And as a matter of fact, when we're done with this conversation, I'm going on national television and I'm going and I would have recorded the conversation yeah. and I'm going to play it on live air for everybody to hear. Exactly. Exactly. I, I remember back when I had my internet radio company and they were trying to unionize us um, and they were they're still, still you know, trying to make that effort. 
effort. You know, I used to see the guys trying to unionize Microsoft workers from time to time when I worked at the soft. And if I was early getting into the campus, I'd stop and entertain myself by having conversations with them. So what will you give us that we don't get? Uh, well, uh, cap on working hours. I, I don't want a cap on working hours. Here's what I would want. So when I went into the internet radio company once, I'd been on a road show for you know a couple of weeks, investors and analysts. And there's a guy in my conference room at my whiteboard with my staff, and but no managers and not all the staff. Like the founding team, the people who were there when we were hand to mouth and we didn't have VC money and we worked for free, they weren't there. But the new people were in this in thing in the in the in the big conference room. I walk into our admin. I say, "Hey, Kathy." Who's the guy in there at the whiteboard? She goes, oh, uh, he's with the union. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's doing a presentation to some of the team. Who invited him? Guy. Oh, okay, thank you. And I go walking into the door shut and I open the door and I walk up to the front of the room. The guy goes, pardon me, we're having a meeting. I said, no, you're leaving. And he goes, pardon me? I said, you're the union guy? He goes, yeah. I go, yeah, you're leaving. Oh, you can't do that. I said, no, you can't do this. You have to ask my permission to use our company for your location of your meeting. Oh, I can't stop you from having the meeting. But you don't get to do it here. No, you don't get to do it in, in, our, in our boardroom. Right. You don't get to use my conference room. No. And if you my, want to do it outside on the street. Right. And, and I go to the employees. And you guys don't get to do it on company time. Yeah. You don't get to do it with our investors' money. And you are out. Get out. Goes, well, it, it, and what's so funny about that is all Microsoft would have to say is, okay, we can go union, but there'll be no more stock bonuses. You, well, here's what we did. Here's what we did. I brought the employees, there were two of them, who arranged this into my office. And they thought they were getting fired. And one of them said, you know what? You can't, you, you can't, uh, what did he say? Uh, because you can't fire him, right? Like, you can't no, fire him. You can't that. fire him. You can't fire him. He goes, I'll fire a grievance if you fire me. I go, oh, I'm not going to fire you. My question is, what do you want that you're not getting? Well, we want some, you know, regular work hours, eight hours a day. Okay, so what exactly do you want? What exactly? Exactly do you want? We want eight hours a day. We don't want overtime. And even when we're shipping product, we just have to have some work-life balance. Okay, that's what you want. Yep, that's what we want. Okay, you got it. You got it. You happy? Yeah. Okay. So here's the deal. For two weeks, we're going to act like a union shop. And I went to the guy who arranged the meeting and said, you go get everybody together and elect a union representative. I'll treat you like unionized employees. Go elect a union representative. Come back and tell me who it is. So he came back and it was him. Sweet. So come Monday, folks show up. And the soda pops and the treats, all that was for management only. Sorry. You didn't shop. Yeah, these are for equity. You didn't negotiate that. I didn't see that. And people's parking spots were full. Uh, and I had someone come, hey, there's someone in my parking spot. Yeah, that's for management. <sighs> you seriously? You're going to do this? Oh, wait, I didn't do anything. You need to go talk to your union rep. Because... <laughs> But you got eight hours. And then, then someone came in and there was a time clock at the desk. And you wouldn't believe how hard I had to work to find a time clock that people could punch into. But I found one. <laughs> did, you, did it actually have the cards? Yes. Oh, beautiful. And people walk in and they laugh. And I go, what are you laughing about? You're actually going to have us clock in? Yeah. I mean, you're only here for eight hours. I need to make sure you're working. Right. Yeah. I need you to clock out for lunch and clock back in. And on your three, on your, on your two tens and your one fifteen, I'm going to need you to clock in and out. And we'll be auditing that. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm going to need you to do. Or there's no paychecks. And they're like, no, no, no. What we meant <laughs> was we want to make two hundred and fifty to three hundred thousand dollars a year. But we want to have the workload of a guy that works at like KFC. Exactly. That's kind of what we're looking exactly. for. Exactly. And the I, I, I've had the I've had these convert. We've got great employees here, so I haven't had to have them very many. But I look at them and I go, listen, here's the good news. You come to work here. You'll probably make more money than you made anywhere else. Bad news is is when you do that, there comes a responsibility, which when clients call or email, I don't care if it's eight o'clock on a Saturday night, we answer it. If I find out you didn't, you're going to have to talk to me. Yeah. Right. And here are the responsibilities. If you want 
a quote unquote work-life balance. Like one of my other employees just said, he goes, you know, I'm working my tail off, but I've got more work-life balance than I ever have. And I go, why? And he goes, cause I'm working my tail off. My wife doesn't have to work anymore. And he goes, work-life balance has been phenomenal. And I go, exactly. Yeah. Right. Like, why is it that we've come to where we, <laughs> we want to make 250 or 300 grand a year, but we expect to work 35 hours a week. Exactly. Like you're like, where, where does this even come from? Right. And, and uh, that entitlement thing that drives me crazy. And I, I think I know where we come, it comes from, but here's the capper to this. I think you'll love this is uh, about day three of week one. Um, woman comes to my office. I, I got to talk to you. Hey, hands. I can't have this conversation with you. This is a management thing. I need the, I need your rep. I can't, this has to be a thing where your rep comes in, but he's the problem. I can't help you. He is abusing his authority. Todd, it's like he thinks he's the CEO now. I'm sorry. I can't do anything about this. You guys need to hold an election and elect another person. You need to oust him and elect another person. No, I don't know how you set up your union. Do you have a voter no confidence? Did you decide on a term? Oh my gosh, we didn't decide any of that. I, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe form a union within a union. And, but I can't, I, that's it. I can't talk anymore because I'm breaking the rules. So they elected another leader and within three days, she thought she was CEO. <laughs> the experiment ended because they wanted it to end. It's like kids. This yeah. is like a game that you would play in fourth grade. It goes back to my third grade diplomacy yeah. analogy, right? Like, we, we, yeah, yeah, we will. We're, we're going to elect this person. They're going to be responsible within three days. That person's a tyrant. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I know. I walk in there and they're whipping. They got the whip out there. We like the oh. old boss, not the new boss. Don't you listen to Pete Townsend? Oh my oh, god! I know. I can't believe they let you do that. Well, they didn't really have a choice, I guess, because I was the boss. But uh, they 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 let me do that. Yeah, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't it wasn't a legal union, right? No, no, it wasn't a legal union. But I was trying to give them a taste of what that might feel like. So and and it worked. It worked. Yeah, it worked to my ends. I don't think they enjoyed it, but I enjoyed the heck out of it. I got a great story out of it. Well, yeah, but they quit pushing to be unionized. Oh my gosh! Instantly. <laughs> Yeah, and they were, they were frustrated with the guy who suggested it. Oh, um, my gosh. My brother, I appreciate you coming on as always. And, man, what a kind, kind offer um, to match us. It's up to, Zach said, up to 10000 And we're already 1000 from the show, 1000 uh, from what? Yeah, 1000 so that's 2000 um, it's for, I'll, I'll put in five regardless. Okay, so, so I'm in for five, I'm in for five regardless, but if we can get a match, I'll go up to 10. All right. So, um, I put in a, a grand and Zach is matching that. So now it's six from him. Um, and from Bulwark Capital Management, knowyourriskradio.com. And so you can go to the Todd Herman slash Tim. If you missed the episode where, and I begged Tim to come on and you'll hear it. He did not want to do this. The man is not good at asking for help. And uh, you can hear that. There's also a donate button there that will take you to a fundraiser from the Navy SEAL community. Um, so it's the ToddHermanShow.com slash help Tim. As always, my brother, great to have you on and uh, take care of those BIPOCs. Oh, I will as always. And for the listeners out there, he, he they, we, these really are great people, man. Whatever you guys can scrape together and help, I, I would more than encourage you to do it just just phenomenal people that deserve as much help as they can get yep and no greater love has mine than to lay down his life for his brother and tim is willing to do that for us uh his entire yep. career as a seal this is the todd herman show please go be well be strong be kind and as always as always give thanks to god for wise counsel and fellowship like today Cartels are exploiting Indian reservations to get into America, and our federal government can't be bothered to stop it. Hey, y'all, it's Sarah Carter from The Sarah Carter Show. I just got back from two trips to our southern border, and I want to take you inside a huge hotspot where thousands of migrants are coming into America every day. I was with a member of the National Border Patrol Council when the Border Patrol nabbed multiple illegal migrants who are breaking U.S. law, and I have the exclusive audio. For all this and more, subscribe to The Sarah Carter Show on your favorite podcast app.